0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Scandalous Grace. I am your host, Carla Swanigan. I am so glad that you're tuning in today. I am recording back in my sunroom here in Colorado today. It feels so good to be back at home. For those of you that have kind of been following my journey, um, I just graduated from the first year program at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, or BSSM, as we call it for short, and um, I just moved back. Home from California, back here to Colorado, and so it's so nice to uh, to be coming to you from my sunroom once again. That's really cool. It's a very chill day here um, in Colorado, a little overcast, but it's so nice outside, and it's just good to be back. So I'm excited to talk to you guys today. Um, I wanted to tell you some stories about some stuff that the Holy Spirit's really been putting on my heart about things that he taught me at school just a couple of things like I I feel like I experienced so much with the lord there and I learned so much about the bible and about god's word and I met so many amazing people but um it feels like now that I'm home and I've only been home for a week or so it feels like now that I'm home I'm starting to you know process a lot of the things that that god was doing in my heart and even like healing moments in my heart and in my mind and just my perspective and, and lies I'd been believing about myself or even about God, just things that weren't true. Um, you know, that we all like come to realizations with the Lord throughout our faith journey from time to time. But I wanted to talk to you about one of those things today and I hope it applies to you. Um, I've really been in Psalms 27 a lot the last couple of months actually and if you're not familiar with that one that's the one that kind of has it has that popular verse about being in the house of the lord all the days of my life like the one thing i crave from god the one thing i seek above all else is to be with him every moment in his house that's that um psalm psalm 27 but there's one particular i love that verse that's verse four. But there's also um, another verse that he's really been highlighting to me in this season, and it's verses 5 and 6 of Psalm 27. I'm just going to read it to you from the Passion Translation right now. In his shelter in the day of trouble, that's where you'll find me, for he hides me there in his holiness. He has smuggled me into a secret place where I am kept, kept safe and secure, out of reach from all of my enemies." And he just kept highlighting that verse to me and speaking to me about it a lot. And um, one night, towards the end of school, it was probably the last full week of classes. It was um, before we went into all the graduation preparation of the last week of school. But um, we had like a worship night. And I went with a bunch of friends. And it was super crowded. Like they'd moved all the chairs out of the sanctuary. And it was standing room only, quite literally. And it was packed. It was first, second, and third year students of the school and we were all crowded in there and um, my friends got there early. We got there early. So we were kind of towards the front up near the stage Um, and they were worshiping and it was awesome, but it was super crowded, you guys. And I am not like a super tall person. (laughs) I think I'm only like five, three, maybe. And um, I'm standing there and there's like all these huge guys in front of me, so I I had to like lean to the left or to the right kind of like to see what was going on on the stage, but also, um, you know, there were my friends, my girlfriends were all around me, and there was just these really tall guys in front of me, and these guys kept backing up as they were worshiping, you know, like when you're worshiping, you're not super self-aware probably a lot of the time, and you're just in the moment and you should be, you know, not really paying attention to your surroundings. But in doing that, these, this one guy in particular right in front of me kept backing up like the heels of his tiny shoes were almost touching my toes. I had on flip flops and he was almost stepping on my toe. And so I kept having to move back. And finally I got to the place where I had a girlfriend behind me whose eyes were closed. I couldn't back up any further without bumping into her. And I was getting really frustrated because I was trying to like, you know, really focus on the Lord and really worship and, and just really enter into, um, his presence and, and just, yeah, just fully worship him. And I could not do that because I was so scared that this guy was going to like lean into me or step on me or elbow me. You know, he's kind of moving his arms around and just enjoying the full worship experience at Bethel and, Like I said, that's totally fine, but I didn't feel like that I could close my eyes or enter into like my own little worship moment because I was so like policing this dude and protecting myself from getting like stepped on or, you know, crushed or whatever. And, um, yeah, I just started complaining to the Lord about it and I really felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit. He's like, close your eyes and just don't pay attention to any of that and just worship me. And I just couldn't do it. And every time I would try to close my eyes, I would open my eyes and he would that guy would have backed up further into me or he, he knocked over my water bottle at one point and was I had my jacket laying there and he was stepping on my jacket. so I was like constantly just totally distracted, unable to, you know worship at all. So it wasn't a very peaceful experience for me, and I was just super frustrated about it and I was complaining to the Lord about it. And again, I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit, like, just close your eyes and focus on me. And finally, I was just like, yeah, I can't do that, Lord, because if I close my eyes, this dude literally is going to step on me or, you know, step into me or squish me or whatever. And just as clear as a bell, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, oh, it's ropes course all over again, huh? And you guys... Um, I haven't talked about it on the podcast, um, but one of the first things that we do at school as a revival group is you go on this ropes course, and it's a team-building event. It's like to help you bond with the rest of your revival group family, the people that you've been assigned to, a group of 65, and you each have a revival pastor, and so you go with your revival pastor and your whole group and and the third-year interns that are assigned to your pastor to mentor you. And you go up into Weaverville, up into the mountains in California, and you do this ropes course for the day. And there's some challenging stuff and um, some like heights and climbs and, you know, rope things that you have to do. But that was not really the challenging part for me. The challenging part for me um, during the day was one part of it was that you had to be blindfolded and you were assigned, like, you picked a partner, and I didn't know anybody. They didn't know me. It was the beginning of the school year, so we'd all just kind of met, and, you know, you get a partner, and whoever's sitting next to you, really, in line is your partner, and you take turns being blindfolded, and they guide you as you're blindfolded through the forest, through the trees, up and over rocks, and, you know, little hills, and stuff like that, and underneath stuff like so they're really having to guide you by the shoulders or by the hand whatever um they decide to do and you can't see anything you're completely blind with the blindfold on and so when it was my turn to do that um one of the guys in my group his name is Chase he was standing next to me so he was my partner and I put the blindfold on and he stood behind me and was kind of like steering me by the shoulders he had one hand on each of my shoulders and was just kind of guiding me along. Well, as we're moving along, I realized the Lord like whispered to me, like, hey, put your hands down. And at that moment, I realized I had my hands sticking out in front of me, kind of like, I guess to make sure I wasn't going to run into anything, you know, like you stick your, you just stick your hands out in front of you when you're walking. And if you can't see, as you can imagine. So I was like, oh yeah, no, that's totally fine. No problem. So I put my hands down and I, I would walk a few steps and then I would put my hands back up again. And the Holy Spirit would be like, hey, put your hands down. And I'm like, oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry about that. I didn't realize I was doing it again. And I would put my hands down. So this went on for like, it was about a 10 or 15 minute exercise that we were doing. And the whole time it was back and forth with me and the Lord. I'd have my hands up, not realize it. He would say something and I'd have to put my hands down. And as we were going through this thing that felt like a, a low, like, I guess it was a tunnel or something we had to crawl through. And I was really aware that I was trying to put my hands out in front of me for protection. And we came out of that, and I could feel my anxiety. I could feel my adrenaline. I could feel my heart racing. And I and I was frustrated that I couldn't put my hands out and that the Lord was really talking to me about that. And I could feel my emotions on it, which was really surprising to me because I was like, what is the big deal? What's going on? But I knew it was touching on something, in my heart that the Lord was trying to get to and show me. And in that moment, I was just like, yeah, if I don't put my hands up, you know, I'm going to run into something or I'm going to fall. Like, I don't, I don't feel safe. Like he is behind me and he can't really see either. And this guy's trying to guide me, you know, with my shoulders. What if he's not paying attention and I run into something or I trip and I fall? I can't even see to put my hands out and protect myself. And the Lord's like, yeah, that's not your job right now. I don't need you to self-protect. I'm your protector. And you've been self-protecting your whole life. And you guys, when he said that to me, that, I mean, it just messed me up. I mean, I started crying immediately. I'm not going to lie. I was crying right away because it was like such a sweet interaction between me and the Lord. It didn't come across as harsh from him at all, but I knew it was true the minute I heard it. The minute he spoke those words to my heart, I knew it was true. I have been self-protecting my whole life, my whole entire life. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're recognizing some of your own story in this, but I mean, think about it. Self-protecting is a way that, you know, we may do that by, it looks like, controlling um, a situation. You know, even planning ahead for some of us is a way of self-protecting. Going over the list like five times before we travel to make sure we have everything we could possibly think of that we might need just so that we can feel in control and safe. I mean, that's a very subtle form, I think, of self-protecting. Um, avoiding certain relationships because we feel like we have to guard our hearts against that type of relationship because of things that have happened or wounded us in the past. Um That's another way that we self-protect. There's just, I mean, really, there's all kinds of ways that we do it. And when we ask the Lord to make us aware of the areas that we're self-protecting, you may be surprised um, how often you're doing it. I know for me, once he spoke that to me, I saw a million different ways that I was self-protecting every day. And, you know, um, the scripture talks to us about this. um, One of my favorite places that it talks about it is in Psalms 121, and I'm going to read it to you right now. And um, gosh, the title of this psalm in the Passion Translation actually says, God protects us. That's the title of the song. And at verse 1, it says, I look up to the mountains and hills longing for God's help, but then I realize that our true help and protection come only from the Lord, our Creator, who made the heavens and the earth. He will guard and guide me, never letting me stumble or fall. God is my keeper. He will never forget nor ignore me. And that just really spoke to me because I was like, that's exactly what I was afraid of on that ropes course. I was so scared that I was going to literally stumble or fall, trip over a log or um, a rock because all of that kind of stuff was out there. And um, the Lord was so sweet to be like, Carla, I've got you. I'm your protector. You may think that you're protecting yourself when you can see, when the blindfold is gone and you've got your eyes open. You may think that you're your own protector. But in all truth, God ultimately is the one that protects me because he sees everything. He sees things that I can't even see. You know, I try so hard, and maybe you're like that, I try so hard to see far down the road and imagine every possible scenario that I need to guard myself against or even prepare for, avoid, avoid, and sometimes I even make sure that I do. Like it's not just about, self-protection is not just about avoiding things. It's also making sure that we do certain things to make ourselves feel safe. But it's just an illusion, really, right? Because ultimately God's the only one that sees the whole picture. He's the only one that sees the entire path. He sees the roadblocks. He sees the rocks in the road. He sees the logs that may cause you to trip and stumble or fall. But you know what? He also sees the water fountains that you need to stop at and get refreshed. He sees the shade tree with a little bench off to the side where you can stop and take a rest. He can see things that we can't see. And we need to trust him to guide us on the path. We need to trust him to protect us and not lean, like it says in the word, don't even lean on our own understanding of what we think the situation looks like or what we think um, the outcome needs to be or even our participation in the outcome, right? That's all a form of self-protection. And I worked on that, you guys. That was the beginning of the year. I literally worked on that aspect of my relationship with the Lord and my own heart um, the entire school year. Honestly, that was something that I really um, made an effort and I was intentional about focusing on, if you've listened to some of my other podcasts while I was at school, um, you know, that I talked about really focusing on Joshua one, six through nine, which has been one of my life verses my entire journey with the Lord. But that's the one, especially in verse nine that says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. And I was just trying to remember, okay, God's with me. I don't have to be afraid because a lot of times when I'm afraid, that's when I automatically I go into autopilot with the self-protection thing. It's like something I reach for right away is that self-protection armor that I try to put on myself. And then I have to remember, oh wait, God's the one that's protecting me. I don't have to self-protect. I can be wise. I can make godly choices. I can avoid situations that I know are stupid, but I don't have to sit there and imagine like I had been believing my whole life that if I didn't watch out for me, nobody was watching out for me. If I didn't have my eyes open during worship, something bad was going to happen. I was, I was totally responsible for myself and I was giving God no room in my life to be the one that was protecting me. And ultimately that's what he said to me that night, right after he reminded me about ropes course. And all the intentional, purposeful work I'd been doing on myself and self improvement with him, and trusting him, he reminded me of that. And he said, "Carla, you know, look around." And I looked around, and I was so cra- It was so crowded, you guys. Like I had no, I hardly had any rooms to like raise my elbows off to the side. I just felt really squished and and kind of smothered. It was so crowded in there on that worship night. And that guy was literally like right in front of me. My nose was almost touching his back. That's how close he was, backed into me. And the Lord said, look at it from a different perspective. What if you look at it from my perspective, Carla? What if you're not crowded or smushed or unsafe at all? What if I've actually hemmed you in? And I was like, whoa, And again, I got super emotional, you guys. It talks about, I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase, hemmed in, before. Hemmed in means to be completely surrounded or covered. And it talks about it in Psalms 139. And I'm going to read that to you guys right now. I think I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation and then maybe also from the ESV. But in Psalms 139, Verse 5, it says, You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. And that's just beautiful. You know, your hand is upon me. You've gone before me, my future and my past. And I want to read it to you now from the ESV, which is another one of my favorite translations. And it's Psalms 139, verse 5. You hem me in, God, behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. And that's verse five. I love that so much. So, when he said that to me, I was familiar with that particular scripture and that phrase. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, you totally did do that. You've totally hemmed me in. So, I was like, yeah, God. You're absolutely right. I want to be hemmed in by you. I like your perspective so much better. And it was in that moment that I was finally able to close my eyes, fully relax, put my eyes on Jesus, focus on worshiping God, and really enter into true worship. And I stopped caring about everything that was going on around me, worrying about whether or not this guy was going to back into me and I just said you've got this God I trust you cuz ultimately you are my protector and it talks about that in um Psalms 28 verse 7 it says you are my strength and my shield from every danger when i fully trust in you help is on the way and that's what i want in my life you guys i want to fully trust in God I don't want to self-protect. I I don't want to feel like I'm the only one that knows what's best for me. And if I'm not watching out for me, nobody's watching out for me. And I think that's kind of like a thing that we can slip into and not even realize that we're doing it. You know, um, self-protection, like I said, I don't know how it looks in your life, but in my life, it can look like that situation on worship night. It can look like the ropes course day when I was worried about falling because I couldn't see where I was going. But also... Self-protection, like I said, can be in relationships. It can keep us from being authentic. It can keep us from being vulnerable with safe people. Um, Self-protection can keep us from getting into community or engaging in real meaningful conversations. And like I said, relationships. There's a lot of ways that we can self-protect. And God wants to be our protector. He wants to be our strength and our shield and that's, that's what I want in my life and that's what I want for you guys too so I hope this helps you today I want to I wanna pray a psalm over you and declare it over your life before we close and I want to close in prayer for you so I'm going to read Psalms 121 and just declare it over us right now starting in verse 4 actually verse 3 he will guide and guard me never letting me stumble or fall God is my keeper he will never forget nor ignore me He will never slumber nor sleep. He is the guardian God for his people, Israel. Jehovah himself will watch over you. He's always at your side to shelter you safely in his presence. He's protecting you from all danger, both day and night. He will keep you from every form of evil or calamity as he continually watches over you. You will be guarded by God himself. You will be safe when you leave your home and safely you will return. He will protect you now. He will protect you forevermore. So I just declare that over all of us listening right now in Jesus name and Lord, I just thank you for all the listeners. I pray God that you will show yourself so real to them, father, as their strength and their shield and their protector and Lord, the places where we're self-protecting the places where we've put up our own armor, our own shield, our own walls, Lord, as a means of protection or control or the illusion of safety, the places where you want to come in and remove those walls and show yourself strong and show yourself as the good father, as the protector. Father, I pray that you would just highlight those places to us even now as we're listening and throughout the next upcoming weeks, Lord, show us the places like you did with me, God, where we're self-protecting, where we feel like we have the illusion of control, where we have the illusion of, being the ones that keep ourselves safe. Help us to get out of our own way, God, and let you in because you do it so much better, Lord. And it takes so much of the pressure off. So, Lord, I just thank you for relieving the pressure. Even now as people are listening to this, they just feel like they can even take a big, deep breath and relax and trust in you, God. It's not their burden to carry. They're not meant to be their own protectors. I thank you, God, that um, you give us wisdom to make godly choices and to make safe choices. But God, we are not meant to try and be our own guardians, our own gods. We can depend on you. We can lean on you, God. We can trust you. And I just thank you, God, for everything that you're revealing to us in Holy Spirit. I thank you for ministering to us and walking us through these things to get free of self-protection and enter into a deeper more intimate, trusting relationship with you, Jesus. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and everything, everything that you're doing in our lives and all the breakthroughs that we're receiving and that are coming to help us walk closely with you, Father, to know you more intimately and deeply and for our walk to, to follow more closely like Jesus. I thank you, God. I give you glory, and I bless everyone listening. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. God bless you, and I will talk to you again soon. Hey, you guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Scandalous Grace. I am always so grateful that you are tuning in. Hey, if you're new to this podcast— You can always listen to previous episodes on my website, carlisswanigan.com. We have all of the episodes um, that we've previously aired posted there on my website. Plus, you can find out much more information about me and my ministry. We would love to hear from you. Contact us at scandalousgrace at carlisswanigan.com. Email us. Let us know what Jesus is doing in your life through this podcast. That would be such a blessing. And also, if you have a minute, if you could subscribe to the podcast and even rate it, that would be so helpful to me to get the word out to others about this podcast. I would really appreciate it. I hope you're having a wonderful day and I love you guys so much. Thanks again for tuning in and I will talk to you soon.